0: Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and who are leading their kids to do the same. Welcome back to the podcast, Mama. Today we are continuing in our series on pregnancy all the way through postpartum. So we've already talked about pregnancy and the things to expect and what you can do to help yourself be as healthy as possible, especially with as many natural options as possible in pregnancy. And then we talked about the birth process and the fact that there are so many decisions to make in the birthing process and that you actually do have a say in that. And so we gave you some insight into what some of those decisions could be and what some of the options that you have are. So if you missed either of those episodes, be sure to go back and check them out. And then today we are continuing in that progression. And so we had the baby, and now we are talking postpartum. So you found yourself, no matter how you had your baby, whether the natural version or a C-section or anything in between, um, here you are. Here's your baby, and now life after that and recovery and all the things. So to help me talk about all the things, Sarah Greer is coming back to share with us. And Sarah is a certified yoga instructor with pre and postnatal certification. She is also a certified nutrition coach and has her own personal experience with natural birth options and C-section and recovery and life with a baby. So Sarah is going to be sharing from her professional and her personal experiences to be able to just shed light on this topic. and all things that we can do and especially since she has just recently or is currently in this um it's a really great to have her perspective because it has been a while since I have been in that position so it'll just be so nice to have her perspective and um her experiences on this so please help me welcome
1: Sarah Greer hello everyone (laughs) thank you for having me again
0: Yes, I'm so glad you are here. This is so great. So I, I'm sure I can speak for all of our listeners. I have certainly learned a ton and I thought I already (laughs) knew a few things. So I think it's just amazing. So I'm really excited to dive into our conversation tonight. So we have the baby now what <laughs> what happens now and I do want to I do want to preface the conversation though um, just um, off the top like obviously you have your relationship with your doctor you have your own personal experiences everyone's experiences are different listen to your body pay attention to your mm-hmm. body there is no one-size-fits-all for everybody as far as recovery what your recovery looks like the things to do what we are going to share are some ideas of things to consider because I think it's so great to be armed with knowledge and understanding that oh I, I you know I had this option or I could do this or this could be helpful I didn't even know that was an option because right. I feel like there is so much information out there but it just doesn't really get through to the moms and so this is our opportunity to be able to share this with you moms out there so that you can be armed with this information to know to have the options for yourself
1: Yeah, I mean, just to reiterate that, I mean, thank you so much for having me on for for starters. So I really appreciate it. And this has been so much fun to just be able to share, you know, and I hope that I've been able to help inspire some, you know, women out there who might want to go further in any of these topics that we've kind of discussed, because obviously there's probably a ton more information than I could technically tell and research. And um, I did so much research information, as you know, I'm kind of like a research junkie. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, so I definitely hope that this has been helpful to a lot of people, but Just to reiterate exactly what you said, I mean, that's 100% true. Every woman's journey is different. And so you do have to kind of look at yourself. As a separate entity, you can't really compare with anyone else. And I just, you know, think in today's society where we live with the social media everywhere, and everyone's talking about their, you know, perfect postpartum bodies within three weeks. So I have several people that I know that, you know, (laughs) right. And so it makes you think like, okay, whoa, what about me? Type thing. And Mm -hmm. you know, just to kind of bring some realistic to it, you know, for me. Like, you know, I've never really been a big person that compares myself to other people, probably because I was very grounded in who I was. Um, But even with that said, you can still kind of get caught up in being like, well, why didn't my recovery go like that? You know, that type of thing, you know, (laughs) and again, going back to where we kind of started with the pre-pregnancy we're, it's all about setting ourselves up to have the best experience that our bodies can possibly mm-hmm. have. So that's not going to look like the same for every person. And you know, if you're if you're keeping your nutrition right, and you're taking your vitamins, and you're exercising, you're doing all the right things. It is what it is. You know, your body is going to do what it needs to do when it needs to do it. So for some women, you know, their bodies, I know they bounce back super, super fast, and they might lose all of their postpartum weight really fast. And for some of us, that just isn't our journey. You know, I'm just going to speak from experience. You know, I gained 44 pounds. Um, being pregnant, and I was, you know, like I, I said, running until I was seven months pregnant, and I walked four miles after that. I was doing yoga straight up until literally like the day before I had the C-section. And, you know, I kind of fought the whole idea of of having to have a C-section. So for me, I I'm just gonna be upfront. I didn't do a ton of research on the postpartum for that, because I was very much like, I don't want to have this. She's gonna flip. She's gonna flip. Yeah, yeah exactly. and you know, so then i had to research and really come up with everything that i kind of shared you know about like i kind of like i said walked in there with a three-page you know birth plan and was like hey what can you give me off of this um but like the postpartum period was really like i honestly did not go there like probably because i didn't want to you know (laughs) but you you don't really sometimes think about it and i probably could have done so much more research in advance so I'm hopeful that if any women are out there listening, maybe you're pregnant, maybe you're going to have a C-section, or maybe you know somebody that is, um, or maybe you're planning on getting pregnant, this information will help you be able to kind of like be like, oh, okay, so you'll understand a little bit more and be educated upon the process. Because for me, it was kind of like a smack in the face. <laughs> so, exactly. I, I,
0: I think I think there's so I think it's just so good to hear things because there are a lot of people that just don't know, I mean, most of us don't know, right, until you go through it. But just mm-hmm. even, especially if you have all brothers, like I did, or you just right. don't have a lot of close girlfriends, or you just don't talk about those things. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, now there's social media and there is a lot more out there, I do feel like, but I, I, I think this is such a great conversation to have, just to have, like, to hear a few a few things, not that you need to do a deep dive research unless you want to, but right. just listen to conversations like this and be like, oh, that, that could be something that's a thing, or like, oh, mm-hmm. th- you know, I need to watch out for this or pay attention to this or just be aware of these things. I mean, there's a lot of things, like, you know, just in the birthing process that people don't know, it's very common to throw up. It's, you know, just right. a lot of things that are just very common that, you know, you just might not even know
1: about. Right. And if you go to like a normal OB, to be honest with you, like, they don't really talk to you about any of this, you know. I mean, I, was raised in a big family as you know i'm one of 10 and you know growing up with that many younger siblings watching my mom go through pregnancy to be honest with you i didn't really think i had to research very much because i was just kind of like you know i mean like like it's not a big deal you know my mom did it like this many times right in front of me um you know and she had all this at home so watching her go through labor and all of that. Like I understood obviously to a certain degree the process and what you had to go through. But again, for every woman that's very different. So I think setting your mindset up to, you know, it is important to go into the labor process thinking what you want and setting yourself up that way, but then also kind of releasing it and giving it, you know, just over to whatever is going to happen. Like as long as me and the baby are okay, really through this process, you know, and you know, controlling your thought life. Like I said, I've talked a lot about, you know, that and really going into labor, you know, like thinking correctly and meditating correctly and all those things. But at the same point in time, sometimes things happen. Like, you know, I know a lot of women that I've had, um, you know, gone through labor for almost 40 something hours and then had to have a, you know, C-section that was not planned, that was, you know, where they're completely sedated and their body has to go through a process after. That recovery is gonna look a lot different than the mom, just had the baby completely naturally in like you know four hours so it's just so different
0: a lot of differences and just like the, the tiredness, the exhaustion, the, the work on the muscles, but then also the medications that went into mm-hmm. your body through that whole process, especially in the cesarean process. So there right. there are a ton of differences, obviously, in everybody's birth story and birth experience. Right. So let's go to um, things that would be similar because I know we're gonna do more of a deep dive into C-sections, some things that are specific to that in a recovery in general, because again, not all C-section, you know, like I mean, there's all right. different recovery from that, but there are some generalities with C-section. So, what are some things um, that would be common in recovery in both scenario, whether you have the the baby naturally um, through the natural birth canal process or C-section?
1: Um, I would say, you know, as far as recovery, so there's going to be a lot of pelvic floor pain or pain, you know, down there. If we want to say in our lady parts, um, that's going to pretty much be for both because even if you're having a planned cesarean, if you haven't, if you've been through labor and then had a cesarean, you're going to definitely have both because you're going to feel the pain of pushing for that long. Your perineum is going to be very sore and all of that, but then you didn't deliver the baby you Then you and also had you go through the cesarean. So I mean, moms that have to go through that, I have a huge amount of empathy because having just gone through one side of it, I can only imagine horrible that must be to feel like you have all that pain from labor and you didn't even get to have the baby you know you still had to have the cesarean so um you know really focusing again your mind on what you have to be thankful for the fact that like you're both alive and that you have this beautiful new creation that was like made inside of you is just mind-blowing so to focus on that um for one but for two like you're gonna have the same soreness so both women are gonna have bleeding And both women are going to have a lot of that soreness, like I said, because they're cutting through when you have a cesarean, um, very, very low, um, down there, like very, very far beneath it's right on top of your pubic bone, so to speak. And, um, that causes a lot of discomfort and can actually throw off your pelvic floor because they're cutting through six layers of you. Um, and they're cutting through a lot of the muscle tissue, your lower abs, like a ton of different stuff in order to actually do the cesarean so it's going to be very similar as far as the amount of pain that you're going to have Um, cesarean moms have a longer recovery and actually have a lot worse of a recovery so the way they kind of describe it is that like (laughs) women that go through labor have a harder time delivering the baby but their recovery typically is faster Um, Whereas moms that have a cesarean, they obviously don't have the labor pain, (laughs) but their recovery is longer and usually more painful. So whichever one you have, I mean, moms are still going through a lot and they're doing all the things to make sure their baby is here and here safely, you know? So (laughs) Either way, it
0: doesn't matter. You're still just as much of a mom. You're still like, there's no, yeah.
1: Both scenarios, they're going to both have pain. They're going to both have bleeding. Um, you know, you're gonna have some bloating probably still. So again, if you have a cesarean, you're gonna have a lot more of that water and um, all of that around the scar tissue, which takes, for me, it was a couple months to go down. Um, Again, that's different for every woman, so. And,
0: And I will say that I think was, i think especially when it's your first thing you just think oh you have the baby you walk out with a flat stomach like mm-hmm. no you still look pregnant when you're leaving the hospital <laughs> like it, it was shocking yeah. to me i'm like oh what, why is this all still here <laughs> like you are still very bloated like, right, right yeah don't throw away those pregnancy clothes <laughs> you're gonna
1: <need> No, <laughs> and that's reason I you really need them for the first like three months to be honest with you i mean some yeah. women yes like they they really work their bodies and so it bounces back and i did work out purposely to have more of that that bounce back. But again, it's one of those things that that's the reason yoga is so great. So I will touch a little bit upon that because it doesn't matter which scenario you had to give birth, you can still work the intercostal muscles with breathing. So that will take me into a little bit more like what we're gonna talk about just like from week one, two, three, that like those types of things you can to quickly cover. But like, there's a lot of things you can do to help that go back faster, but definitely the bloating, you're gonna still look pregnant for usually about the first, three or four weeks if you mm-hmm. are really good and you're gonna make it go on fast. Um, if you have a cesarean, it's definitely, it's not just from bloating from having the baby, you're also having all of that, that scar tissue and all of that, I mean, you were mm-hmm. cut, you had an incision. So the body is going to actually create all of that fluid to help protect the area and that's not gonna go down for a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so both scenarios are still gonna have similarities when it comes to a lot of that. You're still gonna both have tiredness Mm-hmm. and pain. And yes,
0: <laughs> And I will say one thing with the pain as far as having the baby through the birth canal. Um, yeah. I know, and I don't know if this was helpful to you, Sarah, but... Um, So the boppy, most people get a boppy that, you know, they can use to be able to hold the baby, feed the baby. And um, I found that very helpful to sit on. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was definitely a nice thing. So like, that's a thought, you know, if that is something that's helpful, I don't know if that would be helpful in a cesarean um, scenario. Or a cesarean, they
1: also recommend you actually hold a pillow over your abdomen as well. So if you have both the pelvic floor pain, you know, and then you have the incision pain, which is very close to all those areas so oftentimes like you know that's the reason you're in a lot of pain so you can't cough you can't like do anything that's going to actually kind of that might break that so coughing sneezing uh, laughing like any of those things you really have to hold it in so um yeah exactly yeah i I mean it is it's definitely not a fun process um so yeah i mean i you like literally i kind of had like a little pillow that i would push and my midwife recommended that. Um, to really help so that that way, if you were gonna sneeze or something, you kind of could just quickly grab it and like push it up against. So it wasn't just your hands, you had a little bit of like cushion there. Um, And they do also give you a a belly wrap. So a lot of people use belly wraps for both. Um, I don't typically really, all the research I've done, really believe in belly wraps if you have a, a baby just um, vaginally, like I really don't think they're that necessary. Um, if you work your body correctly and you actually engage the muscles, your belly should go back without you having to use those. So, a lot of people use them and they kind of overuse them, and it really like squishes um, your organs and a lot of other things. But if you had a cesarean, um, the actual pressure of kind of holding it in actually lessens the pain and intensity because essentially everything, we're talking your bowels, like everything's kind of around that whole lower abdomen area that's putting pressure. I mean, we're having, our uterus was cut through too. So when we look at the scar, we have to remember that's not just the outside, it goes through six layers and they had to move around our organs in order to actually get to the uterus. So there's gonna be a lot of extra pain in that whole lower area. So, I mean, really, I, I use the wrap that they, they give you at the hospital. If they don't, you can request one. Usually oh, okay. insurance will cover it. Um, okay. They are not the best wraps. You can buy one. I mean, I also had another one that I used while I was running and everything while I was <laughs> pregnant um, yeah. that took me through postpartum. Um, but yeah, like a belly band definitely is, is important, I think. But just, I don't think you have to overuse it to get your belly to go down. That's the thing okay. is that if you're engaging and- them more,
0: is that something that you would be you wear all the time or you wear it a set amount like certain minutes every day type thing or
1: just yeah so I wore it pretty much like I don't I didn't wear it going to bed that's not what was recommended Um, so it was definitely recommended to wear as much as I could during the day I'm going to be honest with you it's not it's like wearing a kind of like a corset only it's elastic so it's like an elastic corset thing (laughs) and you're so swollen and big to be honest with you in the beginning I couldn't put it on myself like my husband or my mom had to help yeah. because it, it just was a very awkward position and you want it tight enough but not so tight that you can't right. breathe and you're right. cutting off you know circulation that's not good either for the healing process so you just wanted to kind of put that nice little pressure so it made it made sitting down and standing up easier but the area it's in also makes it somewhat uncomfortable because it some somewhat goes over the hips yeah. So you want to wear it low enough. So it's really covering over that incision. Um, they do make some really fancy underwear now <laughs> that actually oh, have that built in oh, um, so interesting. actually for when you have a cesarean. So when you actually put them on, it will be like a tighter band around that area to kind of help pull you in. Um, oh, but okay. yeah, so I mean, I personally don't recommend, I think the body needs blood flow and it needs oxygen in order to heal. So um, obviously doing yoga those are the two main things that were working so I definitely think that you know it's good to have those because for me it helped sitting up standing Mm -hmm. like by probably week two or three you're going to be walking a bit more you want to have some good pressure on that incision Um, but I did not wear it all the time so like if I was sitting for a longer you know period of time nursing or whatever I took it off Um, it can be very hot too. So I had my baby in July. And so that was, you know,
0: somewhat of a problem.
1: So, um, yeah. yeah.
0: And I I think something that you, um, when we had talked before, you had mentioned, and you kind of alluded to a little bit um, already, but I just think it's a good thing to point out, um, to remind women that when you have a cesarean section, that it's not just like the things that you talked about, you know, cutting through the layers and such, Mm -hmm. but it is also major surgery. So it's also the birthing process, But it's major surgery. And I think that's a key that a lot of people forget. Like, yes, it's a lot to recover from that. But also just like, I mean, you just think about any kind of major surgery that anyone would undergo. Like, it's a lot to just go through that. So you went through that plus all the things of having a baby as well. And so just. I think that's a really big thing to just keep in mind and remember that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so, I mean, everyone, like I said, is going to have a different sort of like experience but when you're having like a cesarean and also when you're like a couple things you said that were going to be similar like you really don't want to do any lifting so this is going to kind of go for all moms because um other than lifting your own baby with a cesarean you have to be even more cautious how you're lifting the baby and how heavy your baby is when they're born because really within the first two weeks you don't want to be lifting and the whole six weeks that they recommend you really don't want to do any lifting other than the baby yeah. so like especially if you're going so up or, you know, hard <laughs> it is it's super hard um but even for moms that like so like postpartum in general like you don't for this first six weeks really want a vacuum that puts extra pressure on the lower abdomen <sighs> wall well,
0: you know
1: I Get know. Us in a vacuum <laughs> and that works for no, but well, i mean the things that we do yeah. that are going to cause pressure but we so wouldn't we, stop and think about yes Right. Well, because the lower abdomen, like, think about it. So the abs have really given way. And the thing that's connecting them right now is that soft tissue called the fascia. That's really the, the connective tissue that opens up. So our abs are like this Say you have even like strong abs or whatever, but they're going to like, they have to break in order to open. And they've never done this before, unless you've had multiple, but even if you have, they still do it every time. And they should go back, but when they break this soft tissue is all that's holding it in. And that's what causes people to have the diastasis recti, the, the the big horrible thing that we all have talked about. And it's really well known nowadays in society. And what it really is, is just that those muscles don't go back down. And so that inner wall right there, that whole soft tissue starts puncturing out and causes this cavity on in the inside. So when, especially when the, the first few weeks sitting up in bed directly horrible idea so you need to do exactly what you did when you were pregnant roll over onto your side and then sit up right i mean like doing a lot of the same things that you do when you're pregnant and then you know postpartum it doesn't matter whether you had a cesarean or not like we really would recommend that you don't pick up super heavy things because when you do that movement if you aren't engaging the core muscle which again right now your core muscle isn't there like they're not closed right. So even if you're engaging them, you're still putting that pressure on that middle abdomen area, which is why when you work out being pregnant, it's very important that you do the correct type of working out so that you don't actually make that worse. Because we can't actually cause ourselves to have that, even if we wouldn't have had it otherwise. It's just the pressure on that soft tissue of the baby, say, upside down in this position or anything that's going to kind of pull that tissue apart. So... Yeah, it's definitely important to not do like a lot of heavy lifting vacuuming also causes that pulling motion mm-hmm. um, or pushing causes a lot of pressure we don't really realize it through the pelvic floor Right. So if you don't have stronger lower abs, again, because right now you don't really have abs, you just had a baby. Right. So yeah, so give I, so really postpartum
0: ladies. Yeah, and yeah. so you mentioned breathing. So um, mm-hmm. we have just a couple minutes until we go to break. Um, and is, are, is there one particular exercise to start with that that would be beneficial for? both um either both way definitely that, you had your baby, so um, that would be safe to be starting yes
1: 100 you know, right i mean like like day one you can start doing this for me i did because i was doing this through my whole pregnancy it's one thing that we really can actually work the core during pregnancy with because it works the intercostal muscles which is what keeps our core strong it's the corset sort of of muscles that come all the way around us and it comes to the the, the back as well um, it's really what's, it's what's holding everything in and that's what opens up, but we can actually work that muscle to make sure that it's going to continually being worked during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So it's, I call it baby breathing because it's something that we're all fairly familiar with. <laughs> if you, again, you have a baby or you you're going to have one. Um, you'll be really familiar with this when they lay really flat. You'll just notice that when the baby breathes in their belly pushes out. And when they breathe out their belly pulls inward. So it's kind of the opposite, whereas the belly button pulls into the spine when you release the air, and when you breathe in, it it opens it up. So when you do this really effectively, you're actually contracting the lower diaphragm, which is attached attached to the sex organs, and it really pulls those organs and everything up, working that pelvic floor. So this is some way that we also during, during or the prep for, for the baby, we can actually work that pelvic floor so that it's strong, but it will also, we can learn to relax it while we're trying to give birth. So it works with both things, but in recovery, you really wanna work that pelvic floor no matter if you're the postpartum mom for C-section or for vaginal. Like you both are gonna have C- have pelvic floor issues if you don't work it. And so that breath really, I mean, it, it takes a little bit longer for me to really teach it, like first to get someone to get it, but that's really what what it is. The essential of it is that simple
0: awesome very cool and i love that because that is definitely something that is beneficial during pregnancy, right mm-hmm. after birth, and honestly, throughout the re- whole rest of your life, it's right. you know, that is can be an issue that women deal with later on in life. So, being able to have that to be able to go back to and regularly mm-hmm. do is super beneficial. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we are going to take a quick break right now, and when we come back, we are going to continue our conversation with Sarah Greer, and we are going to be talking about specific activities, specific breathing, specific um actions and yoga, um, different secrets that you can be able to incorporate in your postpartum recovery so we are we will be right back you are listening to moms for wellness with jenny hardy on sm enlightenment radio or tv or anywhere you get your podcast we'll be right back Welcome back to Moms for Wellness. I am Jenny Hardy and I'm joined today by Sarah, with Sarah Greer and she is here and we are having an amazing conversation about postpartum recovery. So if you are a mom that just had a baby, listen up. If you are thinking about becoming a mom, you are definitely going to want to listen to this conversation and just have a heads up and be thinking about the things um, of how to recover well from your birth and so um, we have talked about a lot of different things of similarities between either way that you end up having your baby Um, and so let's talk about chiropractic because I feel like that is something that is either just not thought about or avoided Mm -hmm. thinking about or there's so many strong thoughts or opinions and i feel like the reality is a lot of people don't know because i know i didn't know i was very fearful of the chiropractic world until i actually started learning and then have become a part of the chiropractic world so um what about chiropractic how is that helpful
1: um it's extremely helpful so i mean just to start with so the spine really i mean when we think of the human body so i know like i said in typically like kind of western ideas we segment the body um but really the body is completely connected and the spine controls every single nerve ending off of it like it is what talks to everything it's what helps keep everything talking let's put it that way from our brain all the way down through every single organ like it controls everything so what chiropractic does is it essentially helps keep the spine healthy and in the correct order. So what happens over time, if you fall, even if you don't fall, if you sleep weird, just different things, our spine can kind of get jumbled up. And this is where there's kind of a misconception with a lot of people and they're like, well, I mean, how is that possible? Well, I mean, you know, I had a, a really bad back injury, so that's what led me to yoga and I won't cover all of that. Um, that's another story for another time. but. What really I learned during this whole process of the eight years of having this horrible back injury was that, I mean, if your spine doesn't work correctly, everything else doesn't either. Mm. And that's what made me really research how is yoga beneficial for the spine, but that also brought me to chiropractic. You know, I was raised... Um, with you having chiropractic care, but coming from such a big family and not paying for it all the time, we didn't have it continuously. Um, and there are different types of chiropractors. So I'm just going to tell you that upfront. And you have to find someone that's a medically trained chiropractor. So we want to look for someone that's a spinal specialist, typically, um, or someone that really understands like the profession of the body and isn't just like like a like an interesting sort of holistic right. version let's put it that way because right. i've gone with some of those and to be honest with yes. you like i was hitting brick walls because i was kind of like chiropractic isn't working when mm-hmm. they're looking in my eyes and telling me supposedly what's going on but they didn't take any x-rays you know what i mean mm-hmm. so there is Excellent a balance. distinction Yes. right there's a huge balance so you want to make sure that you know they have x-ray machines that they actually look at your spine and if they need to maybe get an mri so, someone like me, I had already had an MRI, so that was extremely beneficial. I had chiropractic through my entire pregnancy. I'm just going to say, and really, any woman out there, they need chiropractic through their entire pregnancy.
0: I so, wish I had it. I didn't. I didn't really know about it. Exactly. I was not going to a chiropractor during my pregnancies, but I mean, the two um, and you, you want to make sure your chiropractor. Team. You want to make sure your chiropractor is, there is a special certification right. to work pre-natal on pregnant pre-natal. women. And so, um, so make sure that your person is, your chiropractor is certified. Pre-natal, but
1: also I'm going to take it a step further. And there's also, what's called Webster certified. So you yeah, want- it's
0: Webster. Well, well, that's what I was thinking. So yeah. Well,
1: the there's Webster prenatal because I had one that was, and he's okay. great. And then I had another one that I had to find a specialist who actually was Webster certified because yeah. they do a little bit more for women You might want to find a woman that's webster certified because they really address the pubic bone and the hips and the lower like all those little areas in there they get into there and because we have the relax and let's loosen our body and everything can kind of get willy-milly and for me, like I got out of a car apparently wrong. And because I was already a fairly loose person sort of twisted my hips. And for about a week and a half, I was like, this feels like sciatica. I treat people with sciatica and this isn't going away. Yeah. And I had to keep researching. And my normal chiropractor was like, well, I don't, you know, your hips feel fine. All this stuff. Well, I kept saying to my husband was something feels like it's off. And of course, when I found a Webster certified, because that's what he recommended next, um, was to go to this other woman who was Webster certified. Sure enough, she got in there, and within a week, I could walk again. I mean, it's very, yeah, really, really Absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah. It is what the spine really controls is 100% amazing. It can give you your life back. It can be, I mean, during pregnancy between yoga and chiropractic, you can be completely pain free.
0: Yeah. And and it it it. is. Yeah. And it's amazing to think about, like, I I can picture um, a poster that's on the wall in my chiropractor's office. And it really is fascinating. It has a picture of the spine Mm -hmm. and the um, spinal cord and then the all the nerves that go off of it and then explaining and showing where they go and then explaining all the organ systems that those control control and then why pinches in maybe pinches isn't the right word. Word, but like subluxation yes, so we'll word. just use that word <laughs> that is the correct word that I learned um that where it's the crowding of that so that the flow uh, the nerve flow is is cut off and oh and it causes pain and and that's the thing also to remember is that you could be pain-free but still have subluxations and un- exactly at, when you get to the point where you're feeling pain it has been being cut off for quite a while so mm-hmm. it really is fascinating to just see that system and see so um so yeah a chiropractic before um but then especially after
1: as well to well, help after, everything I mean, back into place because you went all out of whack right. well, exactly the laboring process for one so i mean the human body is amazing as to what it does. So when we're pregnant, our spine actually gets more of what we call kyphotic, but it's basically a bigger curve in it um, to actually push your pelvic in the correct position that it needs to be in order to birth the baby and your hips turn outward to open up to again let said baby through i mean so many changes happen during pregnancy it is and then all of this goes back which is just amazing yeah but sometimes things get stuck going back and that's when you end up with like a lot of pain you can end up with you know one leg shorter than the other i mean like a lot of strange things can happen if you don't have someone that's like really great right there with you to help adjust you and put you right back as you're going through that postpartum period so for me um, again, having a C-section, it's a little bit different. So C-section mamas, you're going to have to wait probably the six weeks before you can really go back, um, and have that adjustment. Because again, they can't really do anything that could slightly turn those, that area because it can still tear and we don't want that. So for me, I had to wait, which was very, very hard on my body because I went from literally like, I think it was like the day before doing like yoga and having chiropractic to like six weeks of nothing. And that was very, very hard in your body. So I'm going to like just tell women that upfront because I didn't honestly think about that. Like, so you need to kind of ease your body. I would say like the week before, start giving your body a chance to like to stop stretching. If you're doing yoga, if you stop with like, a lot of those things. If you, if you, if you know you're going to have a C-section, um, obviously, if you have to have it, it's an emergency that is what it is but you still have to kind of wait the six weeks but for most mamas i would say pretty much within the first three weeks you should go and see your chiropractor
0: that's great and for those of you that are in connecticut i definitely have someone that is webster certified that i can recommend Mm -hmm. so um but like sarah said you can you know reach out to your friends that um you know can recommend people or check things out but just as long as they're webster certified um okay that's amazing because i feel like that's the one that many people wouldn't necessarily think about or entertain that option so let's now talk about so week one week two week three in postpartum recovery what can we expect what can we look at what are some things that we can do to help us in the recovery
1: really quickly just to also reiterate so my baby also got adjusted at week six with me so babies do need to be adjusted a lot of times i know my brother was kind of like what like isn't that like weird and i was like you know so going through the birth canal even if they don't or if they're born with a cesarean they're very very soft that's the whole point so that they can kind of go fit through there and so things can kind of get out of whack and actually by the time they're about you know three to six weeks old it's a good time to bring them in with you and just let them make sure that everything's in alignment. So obviously, it, it's going to look a lot different. An adjustment for a baby is really just them. Really, they feel the baby and it adjusts them. <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: But awesome. really- I thought
0: about mentioning that, but I was like, oh, maybe we'll save that for next week. So you have a preview for next week's <laughs> episode <laughs> when we talk about life with yeah. the baby. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. I think that's I think that's a very, very excellent um thing to mention because like and I see um babies and kids getting adjusted all the time in our practice. So yeah.
1: yeah me too. Something so that, that I don't think
0: you would think about, but it makes total sense because like yeah. how do we get Messed up. Well, that's one of the ways, like, you know, like exactly. not messed up, but out of alignment. So, like, any tra- trauma is a strong word, but any, you know, pressure, anything abnormal, yeah. pushing it. No, it actually, us, I mean, they, they have described
1: birth for both mama and baby is kind of like trauma for your body. I mean, it is yeah. because anytime your body's going through anything that's that major, it is somewhat of a trauma. It's not a bad trauma. So, I think we put this idea of like, trauma in like right. a bad zone, but it, it is trauma yeah. on your body for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's do week one. What can we,
1: you know, again, starting with that abdominal breathing, I'm going to really quickly walk you through it, but you're going to want to do this laying on a bed and like really for the first week, I totally am 100% in agreement with a lot of women that say that you should really just rest that whole first week and do minimal amount of walking about 10 minutes a day really is about it you know um lots of different cultures have actual whole things around this when it comes to the birth process and how many weeks they really don't get seen that the baby doesn't get seen a lot of them do bed rest for the first week i mean it's and their recovers are typically better because they let their bodies really do the relaxing and the resting, and that's when our bodies heal. I mean, when we sleep- Let's pause time out
0: right there, because that's huge. Like, I know that's huge to me, and mm-hmm. I think that can be a really hard message to hear, uh, because we wanna do all the things, and we need to do this yeah. and that, and it doesn't stop, and it gets even more so when we have a baby, and there's just so much to do. And so I think that's a huge one to really, pause and just enjoy this time it's a crazy time it's a busy time but it needs to be a calm restful time as well so
1: right well I mean, your body all this times time you have something completely new in your life the baby needs more attention and you also have all of those kind of stresses that your body I mean the hormones are just going like mm-hmm. so give yourself like a break yeah. and just take it easy you know especially for the first week if you can so Um, Yeah, I mean, for both, like I said, for both mamas, they can definitely start off with 10 minutes a day. Usually with a C-section, they want you to walk around the house for at least 10 minutes a day anyway, because you want blood flow. We don't want blood clots Mm -hmm. happening, so you definitely want blood flow, and you want to make sure that you're walking and moving around so you go to the bathroom correctly, all those types of things. I'm going to really quickly touch on that, because um, a lot of women have problems with both. It doesn't matter if you had the baby vaginally or if you had the baby cesarean both are given a lot of really pain medications so pain meds are great for the time being but i also want to just reiterate they pass through your milk so they tell you in the hospital they don't really but they kind of do so <laughs> New smash. yeah so i mean some of those things is like they do they totally pass um for yeah. one but for two they also cause a lot of constipation so I actually turned down a lot of them in the hospital um, because I knew that when I went home, I was going to be taking, you know, a lot of the different things for inflammation, arnica, turmeric, a lot of these things. Um, and I was they just gave me, you know, like they had obviously done the operation, but then they gave me, you know, some um, ibuprofen and things like that, which was okay. But I really wasn't keen on that because I knew it would be going through my breast milk. Um, and they would not release me unless they gave me like a really hard one. And I'm just going to be honest with some, like, like a lot of women have issues with this. My older sister yes. had her surgery and she had it. And the constipation that came with it was just horrible. Yes. Not to mention the dementia type feeling of like your out of body experiences and like you're not fully there. So I, they gave me them twice if I was, they would, they would admit me because I was being admitted a bit early than they usually like, but there was no reason to hold me. Um, everything was going fine. And so I was only there two days, which typically they recommend three. Um, and so yeah. they were like, we won't release you. Cause it's going to hit, like, you're going to feel it. Um, which I understand, but I mean, if the body is, is under too much stress, it won't produce milk the way we want it to. So having some pain reliever is good. Um, but I only took that stuff when they gave it to me once, because by the time I got home, I felt like I was going to pass out. I thought I was going to have to go back to the hospital. I couldn't walk through my hallway. I couldn't hold the baby because I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like I could barely sit down. So I called my midwife right away and she was like, what did they give you? I told her, um, cause she's medically trained. She's, you know, was also a certified, um, I mean, she has a doctor in nursing, all sorts of stuff. So. Anyway, so she was like, what did they give you? I told her and she was like, okay, so you're having a reaction. So not, this doesn't react well with, with all people. Mm-hmm. So that's something I want to just bring up because I wouldn't have yes. even thought of that, to be honest yes. with you. Like, I would not have. So she said, you know, hey, there's something else I can prescribe if you want it. I was like, you know, let's just do ibuprofen for a little while. And then they wanted me to do ibuprofen for a few hours. And then in the opposite, it was Tylenol. Um, within a week I had cut the Tylenol completely out and was down to only taking the Tylenol and within two weeks I was completely off of all pain meds because of taking other anti-inflammatories so that's I just want to say that there's an option not all women have to do that but just be mindful of the fact that what's going in you like for me I wanted to be cognitive I didn't want to be like like sprawled out on the bed and not know what was going on I wanted to take care and of my I baby think body. yeah I
0: think that's an excellent thing and I think that's worth a conversation with your doctor prior to mm-hmm. to talk about you know, depending on who knows what's going to happen, you don't know what's right. going to happen. And so what are the pain meds that I will be offered and you can do some research and you can ask mm-hmm. them like, okay, what are the side effects? What can they do? Because I had the same thing. I ended up needing right. some pain meds and I like, same thing. It was loopy. Like it was awful. And I was like, that is not, I made sure after that, I was like, I do not want that.
1: I, well, you're that. already so, in pain down there from having a baby. If you had a vaginally, and then you're in pain from having a C-section, that whole middle, lower abdomen area, to have constipation on top of that i'm just going to be honest with you like it doesn't matter how much water you drink and how much stuff you take for constipation because then they're just going to give you something else to compensate for the fact that it's a real thing but you're constipated so i'm just gonna be honest i never had constipation issues because of my nutrition level during pregnancy and my water intake and then postpartum because i didn't take the hard meds, thankfully, um, I mean, really for me, it was like, I really feel like I was like going to pass out. It was a horrible feeling. So like, I do not enjoy that at all. So, yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. All right. So the breathing then for week one, yes. the breathing that we can do.
1: Yeah. So we can lay in a bed and I recommend just doing this on a bed and again, like take a big inhale and you're going to really just relax and put your hands on your abdomen and feel that rise. And then as you exhale, you're going to feel the fall. So the first part of it is really just recognizing the breath. So when you inhale again, your belly should rise. And as you exhale, it should fall. And people have this happen completely naturally when we relax and when we sleep, our bodies do it completely naturally because I get people in yoga classes that say they can't do it. And then (laughs) instantly they're all doing it. Um, So everyone can do it. So you just have to really relax. But then really to engage that core, what we want to do is in that relaxation time, when we fully inhale, we want to really bring the air all the way down and let the belly expand. And as we exhale, we're going to pull with the breath. So we're really breathing all the way out. And that's going to be a longer exhale to feel that lower abdominal. It's going to pull in. That's the, the contraction we're looking for is that like pulling in feeling. And that's gonna work those muscles. Once you do that enough, you're gonna actually start feeling that lower abdomen pulling into the point where, because the air is being extracted, you're gonna feel that contraction of the um, diaphragm and you're gonna feel the pelvic floor start moving. So there's pelvic floor specialists. If you need help with this, there's also yogis like me who are really trained in doing this so we can help walk you through this. Um, There's lots of different like YouTubes and things if you have a question how to do it really, really well. but like I'm going to be posting more about this on my channel actually be on Instagram too so if you want to tune in and or write me and be like hey I saw you on there I'll send it to you um but yeah it's definitely that's a, it's an exercise and it really is yeah. working the inner muscles and that's what matters right now especially and does
0: because- it does it matter if like breathing in through your nose out through your mouth or does that matter yes or- you
1: definitely want to do it through your nose So we don't want mouth breathing because that does not engage the same actual muscles. We definitely want it through our nose. So full inhale, full exhale. And when you do it really, really like correctly, again, sometimes it takes practice to get get it. Mm -hmm. But that's the reason if you've been doing this through your pregnancy, um, it's going to be easier.
0: Okay, amazing. So that is definitely something, mamas, you can do week one, starting week one, not only week one, but starting week one while you are resting in your bed. So moving on to week two, is there something in addition to that that we can start with?
1: Yes, well, for sure. So if you're a mom that had it like vaginally, you can definitely start adding a few more things in. So I would just say starting off with some nice gentle side bends, You know, trying to get some of that looseness coming through the hips because the hips are gonna start moving back where they're supposed to be. And a lot of that's gonna start, your hormones are also dropping. Um, so you can increase your walking time now. You can usually go outside and kind of walk with the baby, maybe 15, 20 minutes at the most. Um, and you know, you can definitely start incorporating doing some gentle stretches to really again engage that breathing to get oxygen to the body, blood flow, and just be really, really gentle. But I would definitely recommend that you can start doing there's lots of yoga for recovery for postpartum um, out there. And so like you can definitely start incorporating about a 10 minute flow, I would say I wouldn't do anything more than that. And we call it a flow, but it's really just going to be a series of you sitting and doing some gentle stretches, forward folds, side bends mainly because that's going to really help. But we want to be really gentle with the abdominal area still C-section mamas unfortunately i'm actually coming out with like a specialty kind of class that i'm really working on because i'm really passionate about this now having had one i didn't really realize how there's nothing out there really for women for the six weeks because we're told not to do anything but my body tightened up so much that i had to do something so you really want to start with for me starting with some gentle really small sitting down pelvic tilts was very helpful because my lower back really tightened up from having gone and doing yoga to nothing. So just a very gentle pelvic tilt, and you'd be surprised how much you're gonna feel that through the lower abdominal as well. Mm -hmm. But again, holding a pillow there and just gentle breathing, pelvic tilting, You can also do some stretches for the upper body for me doing shoulder circles, doing a lot of like neck and actually like the, you know, the, the, the neck and the shoulders and the lower shoulder blades, that whole area, it felt great to just get a little bit of movement and breath in there. But for the six weeks, um, you know, I kind of have a protocol, but typically like by like week four and five, I started adding some very gentle chair stretches. So we were seated. So we weren't really folding from the abdominal section, but I was doing just a few like that to actually help get some things um, working but if you're obviously a vaginal mama you can definitely start by usually by week you know four and five start moving into doing about 20-30 minute walks you can definitely move into doing some nice, gentle flows. Again, I wouldn't be doing anything crazy. And really, this is not a time to do cardio, okay?
0: No. (laughs) Not at all.
1: So Listen to um, your
0: body. Remember, we started off with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and also just really gently, like, thinking about, like how do we incorporate more core work with that and again starting with really the gentle core work so laying flat on the floor starting to do maybe a few leg raises things like that to kind of feel the way your core feels but also being mindful of that separation has that separation gone back down usually by six weeks with both postpartum whether you know whether it's vaginally or cesarean that should have closed back up so um yeah
0: I think that's really helpful and I love that because it's a combination of listen to your body, give yourself time, Mm -hmm. take it as slow as you need to, but also the power of the little things, right? The breathing. I mean, who knew? breathing could be so powerful and makes such a difference. I, I think that's just so fascinating. And the fact that there are very specific ways of doing that. And mm-hmm. so I think that's great for you to be able to have that expertise to be able to share with us that people can definitely check out your channel. They can check out, you know, just you said there's a lot of things out there. So if there's questions about doing it right, you know, how to do it, um, to be able to um, reach out to you. So if we only have a couple of minutes. Is there anything else that you wanted to be sure to share with our mamas about anything about recovery just overall or anything um, super specific?
1: Definitely um, your nutrition. So I would say, you know, always be mindful of that. So especially going into breastfeeding, um, if you're going to be a breastfeeding mama, um, which is becoming more popular nowadays because we're understanding the benefits for the baby. Um, So I definitely recommend breastfeeding and, you know, your nutrition is a huge part of that. So greens, making sure you really still get your green drinks if you're not having salads, Um, oatmeal is great for like the beginning weeks postpartum because it really helps with milk supply. Um, there's a lot of galactins out there to be honest with you that works so well, but also hydration. So really like staying hydrated is going to make your breast milk come in better. Um, most women don't realize that, especially going through labor, you're going to end up somewhat depleted and and dehydrated going through that. So, you know, there's lots of really good, like natural hydration products out there, but a really good one, um is also just coconut water I mean, coconut water is a great hydration, um, thing that you can really drink. I'm still drinking it because, um, you know, like, you know, I had some, some feeding issues. That's all another yep. story, yeah. but it's definitely yeah. something that you want to kind of continue adding some of those galactins in. Um, there's a lot of like bars and cookies and stuff they recommend out there, but really having proper nutrition, um, yes, Actually, which is great to take while your postpartum because of the inflammation that it really helps with, or curcumin they call it, um mean its like pure form. Um, but that also is a galactin that will help your breast milk come in um as well. So a lot of women, depending on the emotions you have and depending on kind of what you've gone through with labor, that can also stunt how, mo- how well your, your breast milk comes in. Um, And so, yeah, I definitely would recommend focusing on nutrition and making sure you stay hydrated during that whole period as well.
0: I think that's brilliant. That is so, so true because the, what we feed ourselves helps us feed the baby and it gets to mm-hmm. the baby. And that is a good segue into our next episode where we'll, we will be discussing um, a lot more heavy focus on nutrition and just being healthy nutrition and activity wise mm-hmm. uh, with a baby. And what does that look like? How do I incorporate all of that into my lifestyle? So we have a lot of tips and tricks to be able to share with you there. Um, um, but that has been amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming and sharing your wisdom and your life experiences with us. It has been so, so helpful for us. So if someone does have questions that they want to follow up with you um, or see what those exercises are, where can they find you? Where can they get a hold of you?
1: Well, they can reach out to me. Uh, my website is unityofhealth.com or I'm on Instagram at unityofhealth.com. I mean, unity of Instagram slash unity of health. So I always say backwards. So. But <laughs> unity that's, of
0: health. that's all you need to know. Dot yep. com, Instagram, yep. wherever that's, that's who you are. And that's where yep. they can find you. So awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I appreciate you being here. That's the wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment radio or TV, or joining me on the moms for wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.